Welcome to the show. Hi, good evening, Rafidu, and good evening to your wonderful listeners. Thank you, and it is a good evening indeed, despite um, the bad news and the tumultuous state of affairs. But this is life, isn't it? Um, no one promised us an easy ride. <laughs> Absolutely not a dull moment in South African politics. Not at all. Well, let's talk about let's talk about uh, Robert McBride's testimony at the Zondo Commission today. Um, it's 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 been twice delayed. He was initially supposed to uh, testify was it January or December that was postponed uh, to um, that was postponed. And this time around on Monday when McBride was supposed to take the stand, there was another postponement because lo and behold, um, the lawyers at the commission just had not gone around to serving notices to the people who are implicated um, in McBride's testimony. What was what? What's the sort of overriding sense around Robert McBride, the figure? Because at one point or another, or at every point in his career, Robert McBride is always in some kind of contestation um, within whatever structures, formal structures he's working within, or with his colleagues. Um, what did you make of his testimony, and on the whole, uh, that started today? Yes, to, to, just to start with the first part of your question, mm. uh, Robert McBride. Uh, the South African uh, public servant. Uh, And correctly so, each time. I mean, if you do your research, you will find that almost every second controversy about policing in South Africa, the name Robert McBride has been there. And I mean, some of the things that he said, that have been expected because a lot of his allegations has been reported in the media. But yet once again, uh, what came out of his testimony, what stood out was just once again uh, something that, in South Africa, which is quite crystal clear, uh, how we as South Africans have elevated certain individuals uh, almost to demigod status. Mm. Uh, Because still today, with the vibrant democracy that we have, I just don't understand how is it possible for all these things to to, to happen. Uh, The question is, even if you look at your civil society organizations and all that, and I know many of these organizations have been making a lot of noise about what has been happening in our police services, state caption, stuff like that. But it's just shocking that these things actually happened, uh, you know. Uh, Like, for instance, lack of accountability and how cases... Uh, by senior police officials will just vanish, things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that is shocking. And sometimes we don't realize uh, the implications or the consequences of some of these action, the actions that have been taken. Yeah. Well, you know, I think uh, quite a, an interesting and sort of salient, salient point about McBride's testimony when he was sort of setting the scene for what he was presenting at, or what he has presented and will continue to present at the Zonda Commission was to say that, you know, what he witnessed as the head of the Independent Police Investigative Directorate was the hollowing out and the weakening Right, um, the weakening of this investigative body, this independent investigative body, precisely because there were individuals in power who were fearing prosecution, either for past crimes or misdeeds, or for their current um, their current shortcomings, or sorry, not even shortcomings, for their current crimes and and ongoing misdeeds. Um, what does it, you know, when someone who is the head of an independent um, police investigative directorate? tells you that he himself 
was um, hamstrung and unable to stem the flow of this corrosion. Um, what, what does that tell you about the state and the strength of our institutions at this point? And, and how, how, what sort of um, future do we have going forward? Can we be hopeful for stronger institutions or will we forever understand as South Africans that actually um, our institutions are as strong as our incumbent government or incumbent president allows them to be? Yes, once again, as I've stated, I will go back to my first statement to mm. say uh, uh, this is what we as South Africans have allowed, uh, but it also has to do uh, with a lot of what has been happening in the ruling party, I think, where certain individuals were left, uh, you know, to actually destroy many uh, uh, public institutions. Uh, but, I mean, if, if, if this was now, let us just say, Robert McBride giving a media uh, address, yeah. I would have said, oh, no, this, is, this can't be true. But there are also other credible evidence which has been, uh, you know, uh, presented. Mm -hmm. uh, which actually corroborates that there was a master plan to try and actually weaken certain public institutions. And and I also know the first part of the show was about protests and all that. And if you put a a situation where uh, people see these kind of things, and and it's almost like you're eroding uh, the trust that people have in public institutions and in public institutions. But people like McBride, Right, uh, with all the weaknesses that he even himself has, mm-hmm. and the challenges that he had to face on an individual, ba- uh, you know, basis, uh, they were people. I mean, he was definitely somebody who was standing uh, or actually preventing some of the uh, the, idea, the, the the plan, the plan, the master plan. Yeah. And and I mean, if you look at your police services. Uh, you you look at like for instance uh, Ministry of Finance or the Treasury. Those are key departments, and that's why the police, uh, uh, the hawks and stuff like that, had to be captured. And unfortunately, if you've got an independent investigative uh, unit, mm-hmm. uh, you'll have to deal with the head. It was the same with the public, the former public, uh, you know, uh, protector, who I strongly believe that was the best that we will ever have in South Africa. African in, in South Africa, uh, and, and 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 I think it was actually many people actually at that stage celebrated when the when when Tulima Donsela's term come to an end. So they at least for them they didn't do have to do anything. But yeah. people like Robert McBride were actually standing uh, uh, in in the way of trying to you uh, to implement the yeah. master plan yeah. of weakening the state. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of Speaking of the master plan and a master plan, we know that Shamila Batohi has given um, a few of her colleagues a, a watching mandate, right? So to watch this commission of inquiry and to start um, investigations where there has been some uh, feasible, or plausible evidence given to start some investigations and not necessarily wait for uh, Judge Zondo to wrap up the commission and to write and present his report. Um, what does that start to look like when um, when the prosecutions or investigations start whilst the commission of inquiry um, is still underway do we do we we don't usually do this in South Africa am I right we, we're usually yeah. waiting for outcomes no, no, and processes no, no. to end not at all Rafita, I'm gonna be forthright here I am one of those who have been against 
these commissions. And even when the Zonda Commission started, I say, oh, well, there goes the taxpayers' mm. money again. Why, why have you been, percent. why were you dis- no, well, against I this mean, one specifically? There's absolutely no consequences. Mm. And, and it, it's a simple phrase. Look, I'm not a legal expert, in, 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 but, but something tells me, I'm working at the University of the Free State. If I get an advance of at 20,000 to go and do field work. If I come back, I have to provide evidence for every cent that has been spent. Mm-hmm. If there's any item on my receipt which was not supposed to be there, the university will take action against me. Yeah. You know, and I will be there. But you've got a country in, an hour, in our situation, in our country, and I'm getting back to the McBride situation and all these commissions, where you've got the Auditor General's report stating that I mean, we're talking about billions mm. of money being wasted, and yet there's absolutely no consequences. And it's the same with our commissions. But for the very first time, we have already seen certain casualties from the Zonda Commission, and we can name them our former minister or, you know, uh, 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 yeah, the two ministers who have already uh, were forced to resign based on some of the evidence that have been led this. So mm. it is extremely good for, for, for South Africa. And I'm going to say something which perhaps the listeners will not agree to me. But Go some ahead. of the things that have happened mm. uh, in South Africa, perhaps they, they happened for a reason. And I would say maybe it was a good time that it happened now so that we at least can take the baton and consolidate what is still left of our democracy but certain things uh, a lot of things happen in our political parties where we have created of actually uh, uh, you know these the so-called demigods within within the political party and that's why even and i tell you the day when we actually our president will take responsibility mm. uh, for all the money that has been wasted and the decisions that have been taken by some of it, I'm telling you, we'll definitely see a change of attitude because there will be pressure on our president. And I'm not now referring to the, 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 the current president, yeah. any future president, okay. Okay. and these kind of things. But unfortunately, in South Africa, we've got situations where public servants can come and say, uh, uh, I mean, I'm now referring to, you know, perhaps in the free state also, where 140 million is spent on a and on a website, yeah. and you've got your former premier come and say, "No, sorry, I was not aware of that." Things like that, yeah. and it's exactly what happened in the McBride uh, situation, where people can just wash their hands and say, mm. "Oh no." In that our specific context, you know, in our specific context, what does accountability look like? Does it look like someone stepping down and say, "I fumbled the ball. I'm so sorry. I'm stepping down. I don't. I'm not worthy of this office." Or do you, are we talking about a situation where actually um, where criminality has been found, um, people need to you know serve jail time? Yes, and 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 you you ask about uh, why do we have a situation where you've got your procedural team watching mm. what is happening, and and I think it's actually a very good thing because remember uh, your. Your, your your former or the current investigating unit that is out there has already been captured and that's why there's almost like a new mandate for our new uh, 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 you know who has to do all these kind of things yeah. and I think that is a good idea because you can't wait for two years for a commission to come to an end and that for me is a, 
really a good confidence booster to say uh, the president at least is serious about dealing with corruption in our country. Uh, and, and, and at least if you've got a team who've got a... The, the means to investigate these cases, I think that is a good thing mm. uh, coming from the president. Mm. I mean, I think what was um, not at all surprising, I think, for many South Africans, but also just astounding um, to hear coming out of um, the mouth of Robert McBride himself is, you know, what he called blue curtaining, where, um, you know, um, the, the crime intelligence would essentially block <laughs> any requests for access to information. Um, and, and, and so Robert McBride says something like, upon the investigators requesting um, a logbook to ascertain the days and numbers and purpose of the use of a vehicle, um, it would immediately become a classified document. Um, As to who classified the document and why, upon query on the phone, investigators were told that that too is also classified. So you see um, how our intelligence and SAPs, you know, intelligence and policing bodies and... um, uh, and our crime intelligence bodies actually have so little trust between them. There is such a dearth of um, just cooperation um, and, and consolidation. You know, it seems almost insurmountable the way or the job that um, anyone that's for Shamila Batohi might have to do um, in the NPA specifically. But in all our structures, in all our security structures, um, it seems like an insurmountable job to finally fix, root out the rot and, you know, build anew. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's shocking and it's sad uh, because one thing we should understand that the South African police services is there to prevent combat and investigate crime. Mm-hmm. But if you look at a crime situation where I mean, most of the time, you've got your police services playing a role, and even the intelligence playing a role of protecting certain individuals. Then the question is, will there be proper management of all the other units which has to, uh, you know, fight crime in our country. I don't think that will have. So these are some of the consequences of uh, the, 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 the actions mm. of our senior people within the intelligence services and in the police services. And unfortunately, and another unintended consequence, it's also to what extent there's all these actions uh, uh, played a role in weakening our economy. I mean, if I'm a potential investor, will I want to invest, uh, take a risk of investing my money in a country where I have become aware that, you know, these kind of things are happening. I don't mm. think people who are very rational business people will, will be able to, to take that risk. So yeah. these are the unintended, but it, it's really shocking that all these things have happened. And, and, and I think actually what we have done, we have thrown out of the window yeah. uh, this whole notion of accountability uh, and and dealing with with crime, and I'm now referring at your community level and all that, while all these things have been happening Mm. at national level with the sole purpose of trying to actually defeat uh, the system by protecting certain individuals. And and just going back, speaking of certain individuals and going back to, um, you know, just the integrity of the commission itself um, and how we were having a chat earlier on with one of our our callers saying that, you know, if nothing else, the integrity of this commission needs to be 100% um, uh, tight and and beyond reproach, essentially. So when... um, 
um, the commission opened up today and um, uh, the issue of a possible conflict of interest was brought up. Do you think that the issue of uh, um, Advocate Mkoli Sizondo coming up in McBride's testimony is really anything to write home about? I mean, uh, Deputy Chief Justice Raymond Zondo did say, you know what, I'll hear the matter and decide if, in fact, it has any real bearing um, on, on what we're talking about here today. And as Paul Pretorius also did say, it's, it's, a, it's a minute detail by virtue of the fact that Ngoli Sizondo represented or sat at a hearing. But um, as far as actually being implicated or having done anything questionable um, in, to the extent that we've been hearing in the commission all this time. Do you think that um, his, his, um, his name cropping up in the Zondo Commission w- will be um, in any way problematic and will spell a conflict of interest for Raymond Zondo? Uh, not at all. As I've indicated, I'm not a legal expert, but for me, this was a masterstroke coming from uh, the Zondo legal team mm. to say that even having that foresight to, you know, discuss this even before uh, McBride uh, started, obviously, with, with his evidence. Yeah. I don't think, because some of the things already, uh, a pronouncement has been made, uh, a, a report is available. Now, it will all depend to what extent uh, Justice Zondo, Deputy Justice, will, will rely on uh, the, uh, that, that information. But yeah. already, some of the things are public knowledge, and I do not foresee a situation where that can actually be able to bring about a, a conflict of interest. But from my side, uh, I, because sometimes these are also a, a deliberate strategy by those in the know. They will go out and do something deliberately wrong, mm. wrongly, so that to just to jeopardize certain investigations. But in this instance, I think in my from where I'm sitting, that was a masterstroke from the uh, mm. by at least discussing. That and, and seeking legal uh, advice before proceeding with the evidence of Robert McBride. Absolutely. I mean, uh, McBride's testimony did um, did did uh, come with a few glitches initially, and and just the delay that came on Monday with um, the lawyers at the commission not having notified the people that were implicated um, with uh, inside or within McBride's testimony. Do you do you get a sense perhaps that the team is uh, overburdened that the team has underestimated the uh, the workload in this in this specific instance? Uh, I I will not be surprised if at one stage uh, there will be a request perhaps for uh you know extending the uh, the time frame and even more financial support for this uh, Zonda commission because based on you know, some the amount of evidence that have already been presented to this commission, uh, one can just uh, cautiously predict that yes, indefinitely, uh, there might have been an underestimation of the kind of evidence that will come before this this commission. But mm. this far, I strongly believe, and this is something that we as South Africans perhaps do not uh, realize. But for me, I mean, what is playing out? in front of national television, all, uh, you know, channels, uh, live, uh, 
uh, it, it's something which sometimes is unheard of in other parts of the world. And I think we need to pride ourselves in these kind of things. But definitely, I pretty foresee a situation where uh, there might have, there might be a request for an extension. Yeah. And uh, before before we I let you go and before we say goodbye, I'm, I'm quite um, interested in, in, in the McBride testimony being scheduled just for two days when just recently a greetsy essentially sort of spread out and and spent a lot of time testifying and unpacking and uh, laying out um, laying out uh, all the information that he knew surely someone who's been at the coalface of something that we've sensed and known through the writings and the articles by journalists investigative journalists by various people in many sectors but essentially no one coming out at such an it's from in such an integral role as as the head of um, ipid surely then there's going to be some really explosive testimony, even more explosive coming out um, from Robert McBride. And speaking of underestimating, has this been the case in setting out two days for him to unpack what he what he's what he's um, experienced? Yes, uh, I mean, you, you can't uh, separate uh, what happened within the South African police services and the ruling party. He, obviously, the minister of police or the police minister has been appointed by, by, the, by the president. And I'm now referring to the former president because most of the things happened during uh, his tenure. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. issues such as the unwillingness to cooperate, the appointment of wrong candidates, uh, and efforts to weaken IPED. Uh, so to a large extent, we've got an election uh, uh, in less than a month's time. Uh, so all these things will play out in any explosive uh, evidence or revelations by McBride will definitely have a significant impact on on the ruling party and on the former president. And 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 and, and yes, I I would I would be surprised if those kind of things do not come out because yeah, you've got somebody who was at the center mm. of of everything. And I don't know if you've correctly stated, it's it's not somebody who would have to investigate from outside. I mean, he was at the center of all these kind of country. He's privy to, I, I think, information which uh, not any investigative journalist mm. would have maybe perhaps have uh, got access to. Mm. So one can just uh, state that definitely we should not be surprised if there's very explosive uh, revelations. And already we've seen some uh, pronouncement made by the ruling party distancing themselves from uh, from from McBride, which is actually uh, very surprising. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. That was Dr. Situle Khomatibesi unpacking um, Robert McBride's at, uh, first day of uh, testifying at the Zondo Commission uh today and it will be carrying on tomorrow as well. Really appreciate your insights. Thanks, Rafila, and good night to your listeners. Thank you. All the best. Um, I know you've got uh, plenty to say and uh, your own thoughts as well on this. Thanks so much.